Greetings and salutations and welcome to Recasted, the podcast that has gone through intensive sterilizing and quarantining to get the answers to remaking movies. Oh yeah. Intensive. Gotta clear out that GI track. Mm -hmm. uh, we end the disaster month, not with a bang, whoosh, or utter destruction, but rather a soft farewell from a silent killer. Yep. Yeah. Uh, coming to you from a super secret Canadian research lab to dissect and understand films, <laughs> i.e. His house. Super secret. We have Dr. Hassa. Hello. And myself, Dr. Chris. That's right. We're both doctors this time. Doctor. 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 <laughs> uh, we've gone up against icebergs, asteroids, tornadoes, and even a volcano. But our last disaster is barely the size of two microns and is just as scary. But I think so. Kind of more terrifying. Yeah. So to discuss the results of our findings and justification for all this expensive lab equipment we have... You can't see it? Uh, we have that machine that goes... Ooh, it went <laughs> We're going to get down to recasting 1971's The Andromeda Strain. Yep. That's a Monty Python reference. Yeah. We even gave you the machine that goes... Uh, okay, so we had never seen this movie. Correct? I had no idea what this movie was about, other than it was fitting for our disaster. So when we looked up disaster movies, this was on there. This was one of those movies that I've always heard about and never seen. Mm -hmm. um, people always talked about it, you know, in with positivity. There we go. That was the phrase I was looking for. Um, and I've never seen it. Mm. I really liked this movie. I loved the slow, play, the slow pace. I loved the weird, like half cut like frames when they did them mm -hmm. like I just I absolutely loved every weird little quirk this movie had I loved watching these people get sterilized for 30 to 40 minutes of a movie like okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt one moment <laughs> that is my only critique of this whole movie that sequence the sequence of them just getting like Ready to get down to level sterilized yeah. and down to level five or six or whatever it is, is way too long. See, the only sequence I did not like in this movie yeah. is killing the monkey. Okay, we're gonna talk about that. No, no, I know I read it up, but we'll, yeah. I'll leave it for your fun facts. But like that freaked me out. Yeah, like seriously freaked me out. I went straight to look it up. <laughs> I I was looking it up right after. Yeah. Yep. Um. But like I just like this is totally the kind of like old spy movie shit mm -hmm. that I really, really like. Like, this is kind of like what Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and Munich and, mm -hmm. like, all those really cool actual spy movies, not, like, what Bond is, yeah. are. Not like, even, well, I guess Dr. No is kind of like this. But but this one is more... There's two things that I really thought about with this, with this film. There's the notion that somewhere in the world doesn't have to be the states there is probably an underground facility that is designed to do this type of thing that we will never know about yes unless something explodes one day i mean we always talk about area 51 and all that stuff but like there's got to be stuff that we have absolutely like no idea mm -hmm. which is why i love the fact that they're out in the middle of nowhere and then they come out and it's like the agricultural study and then even they're opening the rooms and he's like, oh no, it's actually all real. The yeah. top end of it, it's all real. Yeah. 
And that's how they get away with it. Yeah. Because like, everything's actually real. Yeah. The other thing, though, I was just like, I really enjoyed the fact that it was, it is very much a contained movie. Oh, yeah. Where they're not, it's, they talk about, you know, it getting out and going, like, everywhere, mm-hmm. like, super quickly. Or if they actually detonate a nuclear device, it's going to spread rapidly. I loved that, that little the detail. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Um, and I like the fact that, like, it never really gets out to the public, and it never causes a panic. Like, it's basically that one town that everyone's gone except for the two people. Yeah. You never really hear what happened to the two people. I mean, the baby's probably, whatever, sent off. I was like, but the old man, I was like, do you really think the government would let him just, you know? Anyways. Probably not. The only real issue I had with this movie was it didn't feel like it was getting... I don't know. It just felt like it, it wrapped itself up. See, the like thing, it was like boom. Okay, we figured it out. The thing about this movie, and I'm I'm guessing it's Robert Wise, the director's fault, mm-hmm. is he had tension with the virus being so deadly and so fast. Yeah, but he really wasted it. Um, it didn't like ramp up the tension. Like when Doctor Dutton gets infected. You don't really feel tense about it. And there's no real tension there. At least I didn't. No, because they're just sitting at the computer going, okay, we need to increase the oxygen or we need to do this. And then even with them arguing, like you didn't mm -hmm. really feel like there was anything at stake. Right. And they just mute him and he's like still trying to talk to them. And they're they're just like, no, no, he has to hyperventilate. (laughs) And, you know, I, so like with that stuff, like it didn't really work, but Mm -hmm. under a director who can handle that, this would be one of those intense, intense movies that people walk away from being like, that movie was amazing, but sucked because I never want to watch it again. Well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> it, it, it was great, and I was enjoying it, and it, you know, I recommend it. It's good to watch. But it just felt like you get to that scene, and yeah, they're trying to build up the tension, and you're just like, okay, it doesn't feel tense. It doesn't feel tense enough. Mm-hmm. And... Then it's just like, oh no, the biggest tension point is he needs to get to the machine to deactivate the nuclear device, which just felt so weird (laughs) because it was like, okay, why have this policy when it shuts you in and you don't have access to a, a terminal? Yeah. Right? And then you go, and I did not understand the lasers for the escape. Like, it was supposed to... I, I mean, the good la- on them for, so, like, the fact that, like, he gets shot and it doesn't, like, bleed. It's literally... Yeah. So, what... It was a very, very quick line. Mm-hmm. That whole system was, like, the gas and the lasers were in place in case the animals got out. Yes. So, they would gas the animals and shoot the animals. But That was what it was. But it didn't make sense why you would initiate... Like, I, just, I don't know. I, I It was this the system initiated yeah. it, right? But so. then it was, like... Okay, so that's your big highlight is the fact he has to get there with nine seconds to spare. But then after that, it's like, oh, hey, by the way. It wasn't one. I know. That's, that was a good thing. <laughs> but hey, you know, by the way, the virus, yeah, it just mutated itself to be benign. Benign-ish. Well, it didn't mutate itself to be benign. It's just it was in a cloud and they kind of neutralized it. No, but it also wasn't as deadly. Yeah, that's Because they were affected, him and yeah. the rat, but then they're like, oh, but they're not dying. Yeah. And, okay, he could probably create more acidic or alkali blood, but the rat wouldn't have. No, probably not. But, yeah, it, it, did, it did 
wrap itself up a little too yeah. neatly in a nice bow. But uh, yeah. Then we just seeded the clouds and it fell into the ocean and died. Yeah. The ocean's acidic. No, I know. Or alkaline, sorry. No, I think it is. Well, no, it's the salt water. Salt would be. Oh, yeah. Right, so. But, yeah, that was. Uh, but then I was like, okay, but you just found out there's life a weird life out And not just a weird life, like life that we can't understand. Because it doesn't even have amino acids. I loved that no. little detail. No, it was a crystalline structure yeah. that took energy into mass. Yeah. Like, it was the opposite of most things. So. Yeah. It was like the perfect building material. Yes. <laughs> Let's imagine harness if, it. Imagine if we could build um, Houses buildings like out that. of that. Yeah. Just like shine a light at something and came to build a house. You <laughs> <laughs> like damn it. how Rocket repairs the Milano yeah. in Guardians 2. There you just go. Just with a spray. <laughs> if we just harvest it as nanotech, we're good. <laughs> do you want some fun facts? Or yeah. do you want to tell us a little bit about this movie first? No, no. This, so I do want to talk about something. So this reminded me a lot when I was younger. Not that much younger. But I um, I when read I a bunch. Well, I wasn't like young. I was in my 20s. Uh, so when I, on my last job, the job I had before the one I currently have, I had a lot of alone time. It was me in a machine. This is, this is a family episode. So, you know, it's. It was me in a machine all day working by myself. Mm-hmm. So I listened to a lot of podcasts. And when podcasts ran out, because they're normally weekly, I read, I listened to a lot of books. Mm-hmm. One of those series of books that I listened to were the Covert One books by Robert Ludlum. And mm-hmm. he has one called The Hades Factor, which is very, very similar to this. Um, but that's this whole time, this reminded me of that and how much I would, it would be cool to see a show movie based on characters like these who are like the super smart doctor, mm-hmm. you know, action doctory type thing. Not like boring like the Da Vinci Code movie was. It was a good book. Yeah. Stupid movie. Um, but, yeah. Do we even want to talk about the fact there was an Andromeda series? Strange series. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. We, that we probably both missed. But it missed. was TV. Yeah. No, no, I didn't miss it. Oh, I it missed was, it. It was TV. So, you know, TV movies don't really apply to our whole sure. algorithm. Because we have an algorithm. We have an algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> they don't really apply to what we do. So I just kind of was like, whatever. It's a Benjamin Bratt thing. Oh. <gasps> Not Miss Congeniality. Sure. Mister? I was thinking Catwoman, but you know. God, that guy's been in a lot of bad <laughs> movies. Okay, <laughs> let's get to some fun facts. Boop, boop, boop. Ba-ding. Fun facts. <laughs> uh, okay, well, you know what? Let's just start off. It was at the bottom of mine, but we're going to start off with the front. So, a few additional details about the controversial, controversial death scene of the monkey in the laboratory. Number one, it was approved by the ASPCA, who were present during the filming of the scene. Number two, while the monkey was filmed suffocating on CO2, assistant director James Fargo was standing just off camera wearing scuba gear and holding a second oxygen source. Number three, the monkey was revived just seconds after going unconscious, a little too quickly as it turns out. If you watch the scene closely, the viewers can clearly see a shadow moving towards the monkey just as it goes limp. And since there was only one take, it couldn't be edited out. That's fine. That is a horrific was, scene, by the was, way. It was hard to watch because, like, it, they open the thing up and, like, it's fine for a second. And then it just starts shaking its head like there's something, huh. like, in its face. And it's, you're like, what's what he doing to this monkey? Like, I had to look <laughs> it up. Yeah. It's CO2. They basically suffocate it. Yeah. But still. 
It was rough watching that. I, I was like, I wonder if at the end of this movie there's the no animals were har- harmed in the making of this film. Yeah, I was going to be like, that's bullshit. <laughs> that movie, that, that monkey was definitely harmed. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So that was number one. Uh, number two, screenwriter Nelson Giddings read numerous science fiction books while researching for his work on this film. To further his self-education, he attempted to look up all the items listed in the bibliography section in Crichton's original book. To his surprise, he discovered they were all made up as the book is a work of fiction. In fact, as you peruse the list, you will notice that several items are credited to the characters in the novel. Gidding took this lesson to heart and imaginatively created most of the techno jargon used in the film, especially for the highly detailed printed props and the station-wide announcements heard throughout the lab. Okay. Of all the many movies made from Michael Crichton novels... This is the only one in which the author makes a cameo appearance. Yeah, he was one of the doctors. Yep. And no, I didn't notice him. I don't pardon? know what Michael Carton looks like. <laughs> I assumed... I, I, I don't know. I think it may have been afterwards, and I was like, oh, I think he was this guy. And then when I went back and looked, I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and lastly, the procedure calls for an autopsy on the test rat and rhesus monkey. They're not autopsies. This is an improper... N- term an autopsy is performed on a deceased human a necropsy is performed on a dead animal animal i can't speak and those are your fun facts yay dead animals (laughs) see now the only thing i couldn't find we're going to talk about this now i couldn't find about the rats i would assume the rats were the same would you i would well, because like if they they went out of their way to make sure that the SPCA and everything were on on for set a rhesus monkey, yeah, for the rhesus monkey, but I would assume they did the for them for the rats. But rats again, like at that time, like this movie came out in seventy one, seventy one. So maybe they didn't care about the rats as much. They just gassed them and you know didn't really care about bringing them back. Still, it's kind of depressing. They killed at least one, probably. Mm, they killed better three. than Milo and Otis. <laughs> That's a kid's film. Yeah. One of the fun facts, by the way, is this movie was apparently rated PG or G. PG. Really? Yep. Except yeah. the but fact boobs that in it. yeah, you have a <laughs> shot of uh, of boobs. So I guess it didn't matter because they were dead boobs. That's a whole another problem. <laughs> Look at these dead boobs. Yeah, but like, the, I, but I mean, I mean it the way of like, when it comes to the rating boards and stuff, mm-hmm. like they have really, really specific mm-hmm. things, right? Like, like it, it matters if it's like the top of the butt crack or the whole butt. Like, there are levels to this shit that we just don't know about because somebody's on screen measuring. We can see this. <laughs> too much butt crack. Too much butt. Um, too much Deadpool butt. But so I started this movie. On a BC ferry. Oh. Yeah, so when the uh, dead lady boob showed up on the laptop that I was watching this movie on, I'm like, ooh, put the laptop down. <laughs> That's not what you think, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to go to the car for a and moment. Then, I'm like, then it ends. I'm like, okay, I can put it back up. And then I'm like, okay. Cool. And then it montages it with them again. I'm like, oh, God, what the hell? That was such a weird <laughs> montage of, yeah. yeah. I like the way they did where they would, like, open the room, and then it would be, like, on the side, the picture would come up. Mm-hmm. And then it would go That's away. That's what I mean. Like, I like some of the weird, like, um, mm-hmm. square. Yeah. like Or, like, when they were talking about something, it'd be the two characters 
on either side of the screen and then the thing they're talking about yeah. in the middle. Like, I thought it was super clever, like, some of the ways they they actually filmed this movie. So. So, the one, one of my critiques of this movie, I've had many so far, yep. but another one, just because I was going back through it quickly, looking at a couple characters, and I was re-watching the scene where the two original guys go into the town and mm-hmm. they're radioing back. And they radio back and they're like, what is that white thing? Ah, ah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell was the white thing? It was Jackson. Was it? Yeah, remember when we saw him next time, he was wearing a white like robe and wielding a knife. I was assuming he killed them. No. They got killed by the virus. Because they're... They, Oh, well, up. then it was, it was still Jackson. I don't know. It was just weird. Because he was wearing white when they when he walked up on Dr. Yeah. Hall. Sure. Hallmark's the younger one. Hallmark? Hallmark. Mark Hall? Jeremy Stone? Yeah, but you know, because even in the movie, he, 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 yeah, he uh, doesn't want to say his name, Hallmark. Like, Hall, you know Mark. that Michael Crichton was writing and be like, <laughs> Hallmark. <laughs> I'm going to call him Hallmark. Because his parents were dicks. But I liked the idea of like having the odd man out, and like, I like I, that. I, but I would I, change the, uh, I would change like the the odd man principle a little bit, and be like, this is the study we did, or because it was like single white man is the best at making decisions. And well, it's I was not like, that. It's not that. It's just the single man is more. I think what do they say? Is less likely to worry about family and stuff like that. So if. If, if it needed to happen, they'd be more willing to do it. I think right? it was more it was a, able to make a, to let it explode. Yeah, it was more able to make a better decision under extreme circumstances yeah. than somebody else. Because other people would be like, oh, no, i got to think about my family. Yeah. Which I guess, I mean, we can take out the man part and just say the single person. Because, like, really, I guess that makes sense that if you had a nuclear device that was going off in five minutes to stop an outbreak... Somebody with a family might go, no, I can't let this happen. Yeah, I don't want to be without my family. Yeah. If I die, we all die together. (laughs) Click. Boom. Except it it didn't do it that, right? No. It it turned it off, not turned it on. Yeah. Right? It was always on. I did like the the little detail that they really just kind of put in there near the end, like right before the outbreak happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like... The crash happens outside, mm-hmm. right? Because the 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 Andromeda strain mm-hmm. mutates to start eating that that type of plastic that is yes. that, that makes that makes the um, uh, parts in the ship, yeah, the right? Plane. And then when they're talking about the seals in the lab, he's like, "Oh yeah, they're made out of this," yeah. which was the stuff that the the thing was made out of. So, like that's why that's how it got out, no. right? It evolved a, into a way to eat the eat another type of thing to but get out. I just I found so you, you they have the plane crash right mm-hmm. like midway through, and then all the army guys are on the base, and that's where they talk about how the plastic's been kind of eaten. But one of the things I find weird is the fact that they find a bone. They don't find his body. Well, I, I would assume that the virus or the Andromeda strain ate him. That's, but it didn't they, do that to anybody else. No, because again, it, it the thing is they, so, they they talked about it mutating, but they didn't show how mm-hmm. it would mutate. Like one of the changes I'm going to do is because obviously this gets out. Mm-hmm. I want it to get to the next town. 
Hmm. Um, I want them to have to be like, oh shit, because we didn't drop the bomb soon enough. Yeah. Right? Because we were kind of like, oh, we can't really do this. Blah, blah, blah. I want it to get to the next little small town. Or I want, like, the army to be like, oh, no, it's fine. We're going to go in. Oh, that, I want, I want that you was to... mine. I was going to have the army being like, ah, the scientists are stupid, whatever. They yeah. already took away the thing and we, then go we in need and then to see they... more people die yeah. because of this virus. That's um, where I want to see more of the army die because I want the army to then be like, oh, shit, we're dropping a bomb now. Yeah. So. Right. And then for them to have this have to stop at the last minute. But I do really like, I do really like how the, how slow and I, I, the thing that really kind of weirded me out was they talked, like there was a couple of t- parts where they were like voiceover mm-hmm. and it was like, oh yeah, well we didn't know at the time that that little piece of paper got between the clacker and the bell oh, and yeah. that's why we didn't get the messages. And it's just like, well one, that still would have given you the messages. It would have just printed, but no bell ringing. That's stupid. But two... Who's talking? Is this um, part of a trial later? After Jeremy Stone, yeah. But like, so it flashes. They, they only show that like once or twice, and like it, they need to do yeah. that more often. The, the timeline flashes back and forth because at one point Stone is talking about what happened. Yeah. Right. So they're going back and forth, and I f- believe that's one of the things is where they're in a, a committee hearing. I think it is about it, and he, yeah, he's saying like, oh yeah, we didn't know at the time that this was what it was. Yeah. Because you and I do love the fact that like. You hire computer technicians, and what are they going to do? They're going to look at the computer components, mm-hmm. not the bell with yeah. a piece of paper jammed in it. But you still would have gotten the messages, True. right? But I think the bell was supposed to signify messages coming from upper. Maybe, yeah. Because they, they had a ton of messages, right, mm-hmm. that were coming through. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say I'm gonna say something because you say something. So one of my favorite animes we talked about, Neon Genesis. Okay. Has like an entire episode that is totally this movie. Okay. So it starts off very much the same, and they they they're putting their pilots through sterilization and all, not like sterilizing them, but you know what I mean. Yeah. To do some tests, but then they get their enemy version of it, which mm-hmm. is a biological computer that evolves. Yeah. And constantly evolves. It's basically, what this is. And the only way they beat it is basically by hacking into it and making it realize that its evolution leads to destruction and basically kills itself. It reminded me so much of this stupid movie, though. <laughs> I was like, crap, this is probably the whole... <laughs> this movie probably influenced this. It depends on when that came out. It might have. Or at least the book did. Well, this was 1971. Oh, I don't know when that anime came out. 1995. Okay. Well, then, yeah, definitely. Yes. <laughs> What? There's definitely some older anime. Shut up. It I could know. have been before this. <laughs> uh, the old ones, the old ones are like Astro Boy and, uh, okay, and those sure. ones. and There are some, but yes. Um, okay. okay. It's not a change. It's more of a pondering okay. that I was, I, I, I was thinking of as we were doing this. I'm like, okay, so I want a, a, a really high-tech facility. Mm-hmm. I want an automated voice. Mm-hmm. Whose voice are you going to get? You're not going to get GLaDOS? <laughs> I totally want it. I guess you could. I want that because they, they tried to do it in Stupid Pacific Rim and it failed. Well, You're going to look up just, for the actress? Uh, no, I oh. wasn't going to. I was going to look up the uh, another voice that I was thinking of. Um, Who were you thinking of? Hold on. I'll get there. Okay. I really want GLaDOS. GLaDOS? GLaDOS. GLaDOS. Yeah. I always forget it's O at the end. I really want her. 
her voice to be the voice of this this place. I want it to be an AI running it too. Yeah. Not like not like not the portal AI that is just going to kill the, them the, all. The AI is there, but it's but not the enemy. Could you imagine when they're in the middle section and he's trying to get up the ladder and she's like, now releasing the deadly neurotoxin. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I just at think the very me. end, there is cake in the lunchroom. <laughs> You'd get all the nerds being like, oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, it, it all depends on how you want to play this movie. And I'm not really going for, like, a jokey type movie, but I just think it would be so good because she has such a good AI voice. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking of um, Margelle Barrett. Uh, she was the voice of the computer in The Next Generation. Okay. And in most of the Star Trek things. Um, she was also the actress that played Diana Troy's mom hmm. on the show. But she died. In yes, but they recorded. They had recorded so much of her voice that they were able to synthesize it. Yeah, because they recorded a bunch of phonetic. Well, it, that was part voices. of her contract. Yes, it was that, that that's what they wanted to do. Yeah, she died in two thousand and eight, so that she could yeah. be the. They could continue to use her voice. Yeah, because yeah. I think she was in the, even the voice in like the old old one. I believe so. I think they've been using the either same that, one. Either that, or she was just in the old one. But oh, yeah. No, yeah, Star Trek Starfleet Commander, and yeah, mm -hmm. so. No, yeah. I want Gladys. No, Gladys. that's a good one too. Now releasing deadly. But I really did like all the like the mm. little weird things that they said in the background and stuff like that, um, because yeah, I don't understand them, and I'm not supposed to. Right? No. Um, but I so I had a weird thought about the facility. <laughs> Sorry, Is your laptop okay? <laughs> I, I, I had a weird thought about the facility. So yes, I kind of want them to set mine now. Mm -hmm. I want super fancy facility. Mm -hmm. Like really clean. I haven't decided whether or not I want I want people who don't talk, or nobody. I can't decide which one is creepier. I mean, it depends because it, it depends on how you want to do the wildfire program. Yeah. Right. Is this a emergency program that starts up when they activate it, but or is this a compound? Because even like um. Because Karen, yeah, she says that she's been drilling for months. Yeah, we've been and we've been. That's playing all they do. Germ morph. Yeah. Because they also kind of make the mention that this place is designed to do biological warfare or to study biological warfare. Yes, it's to study the it's to study a virus or something like that to use it as biological warfare. And that's where, for me, I mean, you make your own decisions. That's for me. This place will be staffed. Right, they're come like um, Jeremy Stone is kind of the guy that set it up, so he has all these people, so they know him, but they don't know the other people. Well, but he brings in the experts, and they go through this whole system, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we've been here for a year already," you know, because we're we're studying other viruses and stuff like that. Not ones even that, that but it could that be, we're also studying how to survive in enclosed areas, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I see. It's like for me, it's just because I want this movie to be creepy and full of tension mm -hmm. and like. And I want that, like, so it's either, yeah, as I said, it's either, like, going to be a a thing that's completely staffed with people that just kind of don't talk and, like, mm -hmm. everything's still kind of very sterile and, you know, stuff like that. Or it was just going to be them and kind of very isolating. Um, but, yeah, I, I think having Stone be part of setting it up, hey, this is the idea, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, and the government being like, okay, cool, we'll, we'll totally do this for you, but this is what we want to use it for. Well, I think in the meantime, yeah. while you're not studying this, because this is just a precautionary thing, right? This is a $95 million facility back then. It would be billions of dollars oh, yeah. now. $95 million facility. 
that you want to just sit empty until something happens. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I think this is more of a stone presents it. He's like, this is wildfire. This is what it's going to do. They go, great. Here's how we're going to do this cost. We'll let, we'll build the facility to your specifications. Mm -hmm. You can be the director of it. But here's the thing. When there's no initiative set in place, this is going to be government controlled. It's our facility. Because they also yeah. talk about how the government says, oh, none of, the none of these scientists know about Scoop, yeah. which is a satellite. Yeah. Like, because we don't want them to know. We don't Com want scientists. Yeah, they're car compartmentalizing what's going on. Also, yeah, one of the be fun facts talked about the fact that, like, the Manhattan Project, the mm -hmm. scientists knew what the government wanted yeah. and was trying to say, no, we, don't, we shouldn't build this. And then they did build it, and then we all know what happens, and then it somehow got leaked to Russia. Mm -hmm. Russia, yes. Yeah. But yeah, I think I just, yeah, I kind of still want that very, very isolating vibes, even though there's people walking around. Here, like here, this kind of to me is. Here's like, a simple. Here's a simple one. Level one, people. Mm. Everything below that, nobody. Or less and less people as you go down. It's like level one and level two have people, because but nobody's to, authorized to go to the... Once they get to level five, they don't leave. No. Right? They so can't. They're in it's the basically, pure... Yeah, it's basically them and a couple go, of... Go shove thing this is like, up your butt but, but and get in But the thing is, like, even in, like, the... Uh, that scene where they realize... Where they, like, hey, we figured out what the what mm -hmm. the organism is, and that's when they, when they find out that they didn't bomb the town. Yeah. Um, there's still people just sitting around in the background. Yeah. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, they only talk to one or two people, like a couple mm -hmm. of technicians and stuff like that. So. Yeah. For me, it'd be maybe one, two, and three have people. Yeah. And then when they get to three, they meet, like, Karen and... Yeah. Somebody and Karen's like, oh, I'm coming with you as an assist, like yeah. th some assistance. Yeah. When, like, when they get to five, they meet the three other people that are there with them, and that's it. Yeah, right. And so. then they're like, they, and they're like, oh, well, where's all the staff? Yeah. Like, well, no, they're all down here. Is yeah. just this, like yeah. everything above us is is yeah. lesser known viruses and stuff like that. So other than so super high tech facility machines, mm -hmm. all the communication, mm -hmm. some of the computers, I still want to be old. Like, I want every single communication thing to be that dot matrix printer and have people go, why is this still like this? It can't be hacked, and it can't be tracked. Here, here's another thing with right. that. Because they always talk about that, and, like, Star Trek has all those touch screens. Everything's super fancy. But they still have pads for everything. They but, don't have email. <laughs> no, but one of the things they talk about is when your touch screen goes out, you have to get the IT technician and all these people out to replace the whole thing, whereas... If this button goes out, you unscrew it and put, put a, a new, new one in. Yeah. And they talk about how, like, actual physical button, which is why, like, um, airplanes and whatnot still, still have, have switches and buttons yeah. and levers because it's just you can fix mechanically things. easier. Yes. But yeah, I agree with you. I think there should be, like, as you get to the bottom level, it's like, no, this is, like, this is isolated. We're not having. Yeah. These machines got sterilized no, when they got brought down here, and we're not bringing a new one down. No, but. There's no Wi-Fi because you cannot send anything out yeah. from here, right? Yeah, it's completely Faraday cage. Nothing yep. gets in, nothing gets out, except for this printer communique. <laughs> this one intercom <laughs> and this cup with a tin. Or this tin with a string. <laughs> Sorry. Cup with a tin. Cup with a tin. <laughs> this tin cup with a string. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> Some little girl like 20 towns over. Hi. Hi. <laughs> mommy, mommy, I'm talking to a spaceman. 
I'm not a spaceman. I'm underground. <laughs> it's Mo Man. <laughs> My name is Hans. <laughs> Funny. Ah. So yeah, I think that's kind of how I want this. And like I've yeah. kept, I've kept the people older because I like that and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. It's just it was it was interesting watching this movie and thinking about how to how to remake it and stuff like that. Like, I don't necessarily want him to do it, but like. This reminded me so much of Zodiac, the David Fincher film, mm-hmm. because it's the same type of thing. It's a very slow, like very methodical. This is a a real procedural on how they do things, and um, or how they did things for that particular case. Mm-hmm. Like that movie even spans like decades. Um, so like I really liked how they do that, and I think he would make this movie so full of tension and such a dark. And in you know a way that I think it'd be great, but there's other other people who do tension really well too. Mm-hmm. The um, oh, what other names? Softy Brothers, the guys who did Uncut Gems recently with Adam Sandler. Like that movie was like ridiculously full of tension. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not scientific or anything like that, but mm-hmm. yeah, doesn't have to be scientific. It just has to make you I'm feel. Just, I'm just saying, make right. you feel. So, yeah, yeah. okay. It's a fairly short cast list. So that's why we've been talking a lot, and there's a lot of people that really don't do anything else. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I like when we were talking about the casting. I was like, there's a ton of people that would be a small bit part. Yeah, like they would show up, like the Congress guys, and mm-hmm. or I'm assuming Congress guys, or like the aides to the yeah, president, the guy like, who keeps being like, I, I just talked to the president. I don't want to do it again. I gotta go back and now that, tell that, him we've that, changed our mind. That's definitely Matt Damon, right? No, because I have him somewhere else. Oh. <laughs> That's Ben Affleck. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> now you got to guess which character I made him. No, I could probably figure it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I t- totally, I did think about that, though. It's like he just shows up on a screen. <laughs> I like, just was back in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we could talk about Robert Wise, the director, for a sec. Because he, um, he, he did do one of your favorite movies. Sound of music. <laughs> yes. He, he directed... was also the editor for... Um, not the editor. He was something on... Oh, crap. The film we did. Rosebud. Citizen Kane? Yeah. I think he was a... a, a he was some sort of editor on that. Yeah. He has 12 editing credits. Uh, yep. Editing. Citizen Kane. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's done, like, a lot of really good movies. Well, he is known for directing West Side Story, the original, Mm -hmm. Sound of Music, The Andromeda Strain, and Star Trek The Motion Picture. The first one. The very first one. Speaking of Star Trek. Did he? Oh, yeah, he passed away in 2005. Yeah. I was going to say, he only did a couple of things after that. He did one in 1979, and then 1989, Rooftops. Mm-hmm. And then a storm in something with Peter Fox. He was old, so, you know. A skilled young street fighter battles criminals across the rooftops in New York. We need to l- probably look at this movie. No, not really. Nope, I'm going to look How at How about The movie. Curse of the Cat People from 1944? Ooh. Are they actual cat people, though? <laughs> no idea. The Hindenburg. Uh, yes, I believe they are. We'll look at that movie later. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna look up this guy's uh, history. <laughs> we might have to do a Robert Weiss. Uh... <laughs> well, we'll put that in our our black and white our, our list. Okay, 
So, yeah, as I said, like I, I'd like someone who knows how to do stuff like that. I think, even though it's a remake and stuff, I think Fincher would completely blow this out of the water. Um, so, I think I, it just depends on how you want to do it. Do you yeah. want to make it a psychological thriller? Do you want to make it a high tense, you know, race against the odds and? Mm, that's right. true. Or do you just want to have a fun old good time in the basement? Uh, it's a very different movie. That's the D&D movie. <laughs> okay, well, I'll start with the Major Man Check. You think they called him that because he checks on the man? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to come up with one for every of them. Okay, he played by Raymond Bury. B-I-E-R-E. Or I, sorry. He is known for... Oh, we're not... Badlands, here. The yeah. Andromeda Strain, Sorcerer, and Joe's World. Sorcerer. Four unfortunate men from different parts of the globe agree to risk their lives transporting gallons of nitroglycerin across a dangerous Latin American jungle. Yep. Oh, that's a weird thing. It's got Roy Scheider in it. Roy Scheider in it. Good for him. Hey, this the, guy was on ER at one the point. The guy from Jaws. How? Oh, okay, Rob. Sh yeah. All right. Okay. Am I going first? You going first? Uh, why don't you go first? I'll go first. If you want to have an army man who looks like he could be a major, go with Josh Brolin. Okay. He's got the square jaw, squinty eyes. Plays a good... You could play a good army man. I almost put Kiefer Sutherland here. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, I could see it. Mostly because I really like his like army voice that he does sometimes. The funny one. <laughs> I think we're making this funny, though. <laughs> I know, I know. But Josh Brolin has that gruffness to him. Yeah, he does. And I would like to be um, like to see him just pick up a phone and, you know, code name. Wildfire. <laughs> or Firewatch or whatever it's called. <laughs> Wildfire. Wildfire. Yeah. Click, click. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, and Josh Brolin's great. Yes, he is. And it's such a small part. But the thing is, like, if it doesn't have to be, right? Like, no. If you if you put he could be also like, no, he does go into the town later. So yeah. this could be like he initiates it because that's what he has to do. But then he's like, we're going to the town anyways yeah. to quarantine. And, he, and you can tell he's the only person who actually believes in what the scientists are telling him and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So yeah. So yeah, who's your major man check? Um, so I went with a, a little bit different because I tried to pick it like a little more of a um, internationally type mm -hmm. thing. So um, I picked um, Song Kang Ho, who was um, the main character in The Host and Kay. the father from Parasite and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. An amazing, amazing Korean actor. Um, but like speaking English very, very well, all that stuff is just, you know, I kind of wanted this to be a little more like, okay, this is, he's on, he's on loan. He's part of a different military. This is, this is, a, this is, you a don't thing have to set is, this in America, by the way. No, like, I know. That's the thing. This could be the international. 100%. But guess where they would put the lab? Yeah. They would put it in America. They would put it in America. They would Actually, put they it, put it in Geneva. They, they would probably put it exactly where they put it in the movie. Oh, put it next to the seed place they got in, in Switzerland. There's no Sweden? seed place in it. That's, that's completely like all the way up north. Like that's like. Oh, that Arctic Circle, the Seed Vault. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but no, they wouldn't put it next to that. It could contaminate the Seed Vault. No. But this is a perfect place for it. Like, completely middle of the desert. No one lives there. Right? Yeah. So. But Cut. yeah, I think he'd, he'd do well. Mm-hmm. Next. Next. Jackson, our poor unfortunate hillbilly. Hillbilly drinking squeeze. Yeah. 
Which is just ethanol and menthol. Methanol. So just straight moonshine. It is literally, they, they call it like fuel. Like it's yeah. igni- ignition fuel or something. Like, which is apparently an actual thing. Like this guy is... Yeah. So he's known for this movie, The mm-hmm. Twilight Zone. He played Dr. Floyd in Gas Station Man. Ooh. Uh, Dark Shadows, where he was Matthew Morgan. Dark and One Sh- Step Beyond, where he was Mr. Wazinski. Ooh, ho, ho. Yeah. So... Mr. Wazinski. Uh, he uh, unfortunately <laughs> died at the age of 66 in 1972. Uh, so, the year after this? The year after this movie came out. Yeah. Mm, that's sad. George Mitchell. Mm-hmm. So. Well, he was pretty old in this movie. The entire movie. Mm-hmm. The entire movie. I saw this actor playing this part. And I picked Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper. Okay. Um, he was the really bad Green Goblin in the Andrew Garfield movies. He was the dad. Okay. He was also the villain in the Muppets movie. Where yeah, he did no, Evil Laugh. I, I think I know Evil who he Laugh. Is. He was in the Bourne movies as one of the milit- as one of the um, government agent guys. Very, very talented actor. But he is... I don't know why, but every single time this Jackson was on screen, I thought of, I thought of Chris Cooper. Hmm. So... I'm looking up yeah, what fine. I've seen. Oh, he, was, he was Smokey in Cars 3. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Norman. he was Norman Osborn. Yeah. Well, yeah. he had the weird goblin virus, right? Oh, stupid movie. That was terrible. <sighs> Poor Andrew Garfield. You would have been... You would have been fine if you'd just been in good movies. <laughs> Sony. Okay, <laughs> who do you have? Who's your Jackson? Who's your hillbilly? I went... I went differently. Your squeeze Billy. My squeeze Billy. Um, I went with Allison Janney. Janney? Allison Janney? Janney, yeah. Okay. Nice. I thought about putting in a woman because I thought it'd be like, it'd be nice if there was a woman in there taking care of the kid. Yes. Because like he just, you know, but, the kid just screams the whole yes. thing. And I'm, I thought, I've thought about that, but I'm like, I'm going to not do that because I don't want to humanize that character. Here's the thing. I'm doing two things with this. You One don't. is, they're not in the same room. Because that makes no real sense. They just sit on planks right next to it. Like, they'd be in a divided quarantine. But I also wanted her because she can play this, like, detached person so well. And, like, show like when she's on the show Moms, like, she just plays this, like, yeah. crazy addict. I mean, they're ex-addicts, too, but... And she can play just a, she can play a bitch so well too. That I was like, it could be enough that she just like does not care, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah, Allison Janney, 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 yeah, Allison Janney. There's a great joke about her in Family Guy. Family Guy has a lot of great jokes. Well, she she's like, okay, and that's Alice Janney getting getting out of a car, and it just like goes up her leg, and it keeps going past the buildings and stuff like that, <laughs> into the clouds, and a plane flies by, and this is us making a joke about Alice and Janney because she's very tall, but we respect her very much because she's a very good actress. <laughs> and then like halfway through the episode, Quagmire screws something up, and he goes like, you know, I'm just I'm thrown off because I really didn't like that joke we made about Alice and Janney. She's a great actress, and we respect her. <laughs> She is a great actress, though. <laughs> she is. That's why I wanted her to play Jackson. Yeah. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. Okay. Our uh, our nurse, Karen mm-hmm. Art Anson. I almost said Arson. <laughs> Karen Anson, played by Paula Kelly. 
who is known for, once my computer loads, this movie, Soylent Green, it's people! Way um, to ruin it. <laughs> night Court. Spoilers. And Sweet Charity. Oh, night Court? Yeah, Night Court. She was the public show? defender Liz Williams. Was she only on one episode? No. Oh. Apparently I don't remember Night Court. Why would you remember Night Court? I don't know. <laughs> some reason I can always picture the actors. Okay. I don't remember why. Yeah. Anyways, I guess I'm up. She was on an episode of the original um, Mission Impossible show. Nice. Are you done? No. Who's your Who's your nerds? Uh, I went with Chloe Bennett. Okay. Quake. Quake. I was about to say Daisy, but I don't think that's her name. In yeah, that Daisy. One. The Daisy. Yeah. Quake. Yeah. It was. It was. That was the name her dad gave her. Yeah. She had like three different names on that show. It was like Sky or something. Yeah, it was it? Sky, and then when they found her parents, Daisy it Sky. was Daisy, and then it was Quake. Yep. Yeah. Which always makes me wonder if they're ever going to tie her back in. Who cares? But well, we won't get there. <laughs> um, but yeah, she has been, she's basically known for that. And uh, that Powerpuff Girls thing that they were going to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was part of that. <laughs> wonder what ever happened to that. Good. Fans were like, this is stupid. You can't do this to the Powerpuff Girls. And it disappeared. <laughs> Way to go, fans. Save our cartoons. Um, but she's a great actress. She was. She was really good on that show. Everyone yeah. was good on that show. Yeah. Except for Golson. No, he was great on that show. <laughs> he was great. Yeah. Just the show just jumped too many sharks. Yeah. And it didn't, again, it didn't really tie back in, which is why... Yeah. But, see anything. but yeah, she's great, and I wanted somebody that was younger. Probably, well, I guess she might be the same age as my, like, Mark Hall, but I wanted somebody that was younger that would be like, yeah, I know. You might have similar in age, but not quite. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think she's, uh, she is a little younger, but, but whatever. But yeah. Chloe Bennett. Who'd you have? I also picked a Marvel person. Hmm. Um, I picked Gemma Chan. Yeah. Our, um... Eternal. Cersei? Cersei. Cersei? No. Cer... Something like that. Um, but no, she was it's Cersei, isn't was it? Was it Cersei? Okay. Maybe it was Cersei. But she was also in Captain uh, Marvel as one of the aliens, the sniper alien. Um, but yeah, yeah Cersei. Cersei? Okay. Yeah, she was... I liked The Eternals. I thought it was a good movie. I don't understand why people hated it so much. Um, I think it struggled to find... Like, we talked about it. it. It's For me, it struggled to find its place in the MCU. Yeah. It seems like it's just like... But that's that's why it was okay for me. I don't care. It didn't need to be in the MCU. It was in London. It was a completely different side of the world. Like Yeah, but that's where I felt like they tried to throw in enough MCU-ness to it. But you could have just been like... It's it's one of the same issues that I have with Miss Marvel, the TV show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that tv show it does the family dynamics and the immigrant yep. dynamics and it taught me so much more about that side of the world oh. than i had ever known um and the mcu stuff seemed really shoehorn in yeah right? i did not enjoy the so, end of it like but it is i still like it because of all the family dynamics and stuff like that that it went on with that and like learning about the religion of the muslim religion and everything so mm-hmm. anyway um yeah, I think the Eternals have had that same problem, but I think everybody who was in it 
did a great job. Yes. So, yeah, Gemma Chan. And we'll one day get to see Kit Harrington and Mahershala Ali. Yep. Yeah. Sword fighting. No, they're going to be working together. That doesn't mean they're not going to be sword fighting. They could be sword fighting. Well, they have to be. It's a freaking ebony blade. Yeah. Okay, next on the list. Next on the list, Dr. Levitt. Dr. Ruth Levitt, which yeah. was originally a guy in the book, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they decided they'd make this a female, and they're like, well, we don't want a super sexy female scientist in this. And they, I can't remember who it was, but they're like, no, no, we're going to get this lady, and she's going to be great. And they're like, done. <laughs> and they did, and she was great. She was pretty good. The only thing I didn't really, I mean, it works for the tension and whatnot. Again, if you come back to it. But having the epilepsy the, thing, the epilepsy thing, the grand mal, mal seizure, like credit to them for having that in there. The problem I had with it was the fact that the one guy's like, no, no, this isn't part of the disease. And everyone's like, okay, I'm running away. Bye. And he's like, no, she's having a seizure. It doesn't matter. I'm like, dude, you're in the middle of a, basically an emergency mm-hmm. of contamination they don't care what she has. They just see that as a possible symptom of what's being released. Yeah, but... Like, that was a... I didn't like that because they're... They should be the top scientists. They should know that they're not seeing that. But also, she went through a process of, like, examination. Mm-hmm. I think it should be in her file somewhere. And Stone should know. Yeah. Or everyone should know. It shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. People like, should know. She's and that, epileptic. Oh shit, she's been down here. We have we've completely forgot to give her her medication. Yeah, we've been here four hours or four hours, four days so far, intent on this stuff. And yeah, and yeah, she, she wasn't allowed to bring her medication down. So right or something like that. But yeah, it's just so weird. Anyways, she is known for the Andromeda Strain, mm-hmm. um, Atlantic City, Death of a Salesman, and Philip Marlowe, Private Eye. Goddamn death of a salesman. She was born in England and died in Canada. Oh, welcome to Canada. In 1993, at the age of 62. Hmm. So, yeah. Is it my go or your go? Uh, It is... uh, I did Chloe. Then you did... My go. I think it's yours. Okie dokie. Yeah, because you did Gemma, and then we were talking about Eternals. So, it's your go. I picked... Alfie Woodard. Good old Alfie. She's great. She's always got that nice level of sassiness to her. She always sounds super intelligent. Um, she was not the greatest villain in the Luke Cage show, because that obviously went to Mahershala Ali. Um, Who then they got rid of halfway <laughs> through the first season, yeah. and we were all pissed. But she still, like, I still like how she plays stuff. Every time she pops up uh, in something, I'm I'm excited because I like the way... I like how she acts and everything like that. So, she's. I, I do kind of hope we get Luke and Jessica back. We all talked about getting rid of Danny. We'll get rid of Danny. But I mean, it's, you know how to get rid of Danny. You just have. Pew pew. No, you just have. Um, what's her nuts? Jessica Henwick show up as mm-hmm. the Iron Fist. Be like, what happened to Danny? He died. We don't know where Danny is. <laughs> I am, and then I got the Iron Fist, so... I got the Iron Fist. Because I'm awesome. Because yeah. <laughs> I can actually do Kung Fu. <laughs> well, we've already seen one dragon, though, so... I swear, we're going to see another one. 
We won't see Fing Fang Foo though. Um, <laughs> anyway. Probably for a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I get, I got you. I like the Luke Cage one. Mm-hmm. That first season was up until the last couple episodes when it, his brother showed up. Um, like, yeah. Good storyline, good characters, great acting, good action. Music was just killer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Loses the plot. Yeah, that that was always their problem, I feel. Daredevil was such well put together. The first season of Jessica Jones was so well put together. And mm-hmm. then they just started shoehorning, I feel like, the other characters in to get the Defenders. And they just kind of lost. Yeah, they lost it. Kind of like what they did, I would say, a little bit with like Thor and whatnot. Because like, the first Thor was okay, but it's kind of just felt like, here's Thor so that we can have the Avengers. Who knows? Who do you have? Dr. Ruth. Love it. You struggled to say her name. I'll struggle to say her name. Uh, Shora Ag Dashlu. Totally almost picked her. You've already picked her like two <laughs> no, days. That's, that's why I didn't. I know. Because I have just, I recently just picked her. I picked her because yeah. I was she like, is, yeah. she would do it so well. Yeah. It's that voice. It's the voice. No matter what, it sounds so serious. It's the and way she acts. And, yeah. Like she, she acts as if she has like all this hidden knowledge. That you really she, should watch The Expanse. She's so good in that I show. I know, but she's just good wherever she shows up. Yeah. Well, she was great in Destiny, even though she was like this tiny minor character. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's great in ton of stuff that shows up. Yeah. Um. Just has a weird name. She's I actually an looked Egyptian up Egyptian name. Pardon? It's Egyptian, isn't it? Um, Iranian. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, I actually looked up an interview with her, so uh, I was how, like, how, how to pronounce say it. her name? <laughs> I was like, it's like Shora Agdashalu. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. First person that came to mind for Ruth, I was like, nope, this is a lady. Yeah. So it was because she would also do the great like I have been through these baths, these so weird thing. I kind of wanted Meryl Streep to do this. Mm, she could have. Like, I really thought like about her, but I'm like, I don't really want it to go that old. Mm-hmm. Not that Meryl Streep's old, but you know what I mean. Like, I yeah. went. I mean, she. I think I looked it up. She's like seventy. Yeah. The, her. Yeah. Um, and I did want to go that old because I wanted like this is the professional of. Mm. I don't even know though what she was the medical like director of blood. Something like that. They like, all had their own special. They're, they're their special yeah. specialities. So, like, this would be like, no, she is the top of the field. Yeah. Which is why I was like, some of these people are brought in from other countries. Like, Wildfire is not just an American program. It was, we have mm-hmm. the top end, but we're paying them. Like, yeah. They, all their grants were approved on the condition that they call to yeah. Wildfire. This, this is an international. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. Yes, that's my Dr. Ruth. Nice. I like it. Okay. Hallmark. Hallmark? Hallmark. Oh, I thought Hallmark would have been at the top. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Or at least. <laughs> that's fine. Whatever. Um, we could do them last if you want. No, no. It's fine. I just, I just went literally with the um, the yeah, IMDb yeah. list. Because, again, like as you said, there are so many little parts in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so James Olsen played Dr. Mark Hall. I thought I recognized him, but I did not. Oh. Um, <laughs> so I won't. Um, so he, he's known for this movie, mm-hmm. Commando. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yep, Commando. Mm-hmm. Um, Amityville 2, The Possession. Nice. And Ragtime. Oh. From 1981. So, he died in 2022. Oh. April. Like, he just recently died. Rest in peace. Yeah. At the age of 91. Was it a laser burn? Yes. She, he, his last his last job was an episode of Murder, She Wrote. Hmm. Well. Weird fun fact about lasers. Sure. If you... If we actually had, like, a laser that would cut your arm off, you would probably not feel it because it would cauterize the wound simultaneously and burn off all the nerve endings. Yep. So you could literally not feel your arm get cut off. Cool. Weird fact. (laughs) I just... It's so weird that he gets, like, shot in the mouth, but he only has, like, one burn mark. Instead of it being, like, here and here? Yeah. Yeah, go the through his mouth or something. Would have gone through, or like blasted out a tooth or something. Mm. I don't know. It's weird. Weird. Well, it's just light. It's not physical. So no matter what, it would just burn. Right. Well, it's a laser. Pew. But even if it burned, it, even if it went through, it'd still burn through. It wouldn't knock a tooth out. It I'd, would just burn the tooth away. That's what I meant. Yeah. Like it would. So it's not gonna physically punch you. Okay. Anyways, I guess I'm up from Mr. Hallmark. Yes, Mark. Mr. Hallmark. Hall. Say name properly. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so this is the young odd man out. Oh, crap, I didn't want to say it that way, but whatever. Um, I went with Michael B. Jordan. Did you go with Michael B. Jordan? No, but I really wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look up to see when I last used him, but I was so like... So the reason I didn't... Mm-hmm. Totally wanted him to, because like I could totally see him and a Doctor Stone doing multiple stories of this type of thing, yep. going to different places, blah blah blah, and it being super interesting. Um, the reason I didn't, this is gonna sound really shitty for the person I picked. Michael B. Jordan is too much of an action guy. True. I want to see him doing action, and this mm. isn't that. But this is the only character. Who has any form of action? Very, very true. But I just, I just love him as a guy who is this type of character, but also an action, an character. action guy. Um, I'll, I'll don't, 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 need, don't need to look it up. He did a movie on Amazon. Cannot remember the name of the movie. It was recent. It kind of connects into um, John Krasinski's Jack Ryan series. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so well done. He plays such a smart character, and the action is incredibly well filmed. Um, so yeah, like it's. It, mm-hmm. But yeah, one hundred percent agree with you. <laughs> Good. Everyone should one hundred percent agree with me. I I, I don't know. That, I watch that man in anything. I know he's just. Uh, yeah. Except for Rocky. And we always well, it was Creed. I know, but I just can't bring myself to watch those movies. I was gonna say, uh, are you thinking Raising Dion? Nope. No, no, a journal for Jordan. Hmm, big rumble. Space Jam. Lo- yes. Oh, he was in Love, Death, Robots. Yeah. Space Jam. That's what I'm thinking of. Are you thinking of like remor- without remorse? That's the one. Yeah. Okay. But see, I wanted him to not be super actiony now. I want him to be like, get, get glasses, put them on him, glasses. have a cardigan, have him be a little <laughs> bit of a you know a little full of himself, kind of like a bit of a strange, yeah. but yeah. Who did you have? 
Um, we'll pause it for a sec. Okay. Sorry. Who is your hallmark? Um, I picked uh, Jonathan Groff. Okay. Um, because of his role in Mindhunters. Another David Fincher thing. Um, am, I thinking, am I thinking of the right person? Uh, are you thinking of the guy from The Matrix? No. Then are you thinking of Kristoff from Frozen? No. Because <laughs> that's who it is. <laughs> okay, no, I was thinking of somebody else. Okay, never mind. Yep. Who, who are you thinking of? Nope, doesn't matter. I want to know. No. Ooh. Yeah, ma- The Matrix. He played Smith. Yeah. So that was. Did you ever see that one? No, I still haven't seen it. I keep avoiding it for some reason. Uh, it's worth a watch, but it's not. It's nowhere near as good. And yeah. this is going to sound weird coming from somebody that loves Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves looks so stiff in it. Mm. And like the only move he really does is the swoosh to the side. He's 30 years older than he was when he did The Matrix. Yes, but he also kicks ass in freaking John Wick. Very different fighting. I know, but still. Because he does a lot of judo and stuff in, in John Wick. It's a yeah. very different judo. Mm, he, he does a combination. He does like wrestling moves. And yeah, but that's, that's, that's I think the Russian. I think it's the judo I'm thinking of. I can't remember names of martial it's, arts. It's I'm not a martial artist. It's kung fu. That's right. Gun fu. Um, we'll Did talk about the John Wick 4 trailer in a minute. Say, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I, um, yeah, I, I really, really liked that show, Mindhunters. I am mm-hmm. disheartened that it will not be getting any more seasons because. He was really good. Kind of on a cliffhanger, and he was so, so good in it. And I kind of want that for this, Mm -hmm. just with a little bit more charm. You didn't want him as King George from Hamilton? Well, I was going to say that he has so much. He's very, very charming because of either Kristoff in Frozen or as King George. Like, if you listen to that or even watch the one on Disney Plus, like, Mm -hmm. he is just dripping with, like, pompous, like, confidence and stuff like that because he's playing this insane king and it's just he just does it so well he's very very versatile and um I yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i like him so jonathan groff no yep. okay okay now for uh dr dutton dr dutton charles dutton charles dutton played by david wayne um who is known for this movie adam's rib the front page and how to marry a millionaire. Well, how do you with, marry um, a millionaire? Marilyn Monroe, Betty Grable, and Lauren Bacall. Betty Grable. Betty Grable. Um, oh, that's who I was thinking of. He died in 1995 at the age of 81. By the way, it was Ian Gruffid that I was thinking of. I was the like, guy, the guy from, from Fantastic Four. Yeah, that's who I was like. Why would you go for him? <laughs> and Titanic. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yes, Charles so, Dutton. Yeah. Betty Grable and Marilyn Monroe. Yep, and Lauren Bacall. <sighs> Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. So, yeah. Who's, hmm. who's did yours? I it's you. Um, You're up. I wanted to put this man in this movie from the very beginning. I just didn't know which part. He was either going to be Stone or this, and I picked Jack Black. Um, I picked Denzel Washington. Oh. I would have gone with Stone, but okay. See, I thought that too, but I wanted Stone to be a little bit younger. I want this to be like bearded graying at the temples mm-hmm. Denzel like I want him to look like he looks now looking in interviews and stuff because no. he's, he's an older relatively guy. older yeah. man um, and I think that because this this stone is like to the point blah blah blah, blah yeah. 
blah, blah, blah. Whereas Dutton has a lot more personality. He kind of well, jokes. He kind of sits with Hall and... He, yeah, and he, yeah, and he jokes with Ruth and, like... Yeah. Him and know. Ruth kind of have that fun get-together at the beginning. Yeah. Whereas Ruth and um, Hall have this, like, super antagonistic relationship. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think he would... And I... No one can say enough good things about Denzel Washington. I can. He's good. (laughs) That's enough. (laughs) But you know what I mean. I know. Like, can you name a bad... No, no, I can't. Can you name a bad um, acting role that he did? I can name a bad movie he was in, but not a bad acting role. (laughs) What was a bad movie he was in? Uh, Virtualocity with him and Russell Crowe. It's a terrible movie. (laughs) Don't look it up. It's not worth it. I'm looking this up now. (laughs) I'm going to look up Denzel and tell you if he's been in any good... Okay. Any bad. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of want that. I think it'd be fun to see him as this, like, bookwormy type uh, character. I guess Fallen was pretty bad, too. Where he had to fight the de- the demon Azazel. <laughs> what? Do you know the demon Azazel? It's the demon that, like, goes between people at, at, by touch. It's like you never know who it actually is. Okay. Yeah. Weird. So. Yeah. I'd say probably some of his earlier stuff. Hmm. I've always enjoyed him in everything. You enjoyed him in the movie with Bob Hoskins? I don't know that movie. Heart Condition? I haven't seen every movie of his. A racist cop receives a heart transplant from a black lawyer he hates, who returns as a ghost to ask the cop to help him track down the men who murdered him. This is a weird movie. It is a weird movie. This is we'll 1990. add that to the list of the Karis and the Cat people. <laughs> Movies we found during... Yeah. Okay, who did you have? Um, for Mr. Charles Dutton, I went with Mr. Martin Freeman. Yep. Yep, nice. Yep, nice. I can't keep the British accent because... Why not? Eh, he doesn't do a great American one. He can, but... It's a pretty good American one. It's decent. Yeah. But yeah, I wanted him to be kind of like the fun... The more relaxed guy out yeah. of everybody, right? Because Ruth's going to be this really uptight, you know, very, um, why can't I think, professional. There we go. Okay. Um, where Michael B. Jordan's kind of more of a cocky new up-and-comer. Yeah. And then Martin Freeman's just kind of like the guy that's like, ah, man, I was trying to retire and move away. And you can just see him being like, have to deal with Sherlock. Sherlock? Martin Freeman. Oh, sorry. What were you thinking? Or uh, smog? Oh, I was thinking of the character, not Benedict the actor. Cumberbatch, I have to deal with all this stuff. That, that and um, I was on to our next actor. Oh. Um, who was Sherlock? Who played Doc- Arthur Hill played Dr. Stone, mm-hmm. our next person. And his last role was also in Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Where he played Preston Giles twice. Ooh. Um, one in 84, then one in 1990. Uh, the um, the first episode he was in was called The Murder of Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I like how things tie together for us. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, he is known for this movie. Mm-hmm. He's known for A Bridge Too Far, um, Harper, and A Little Romance. Oh, just a little. Yeah. Just a tiny bit of romance. I think this is the first movie we've ever done where every single actor is known for the movie we do. Hmm. It's also probably one we've done where I haven't known a single person's other movie, so nope. good for us. Yeah. So. Gosh. Yeah. Who is your Doctor Stone? 
How, how have you not been able to figure that out yet? Oh, Matt, Matt Damon! Because <laughs> I, I completely forgot about it. <laughs> yep, this is where I put Matt Damon. I wanted him to be, like, the head guy and be like, this is my my project. This is why we had to do it. You know, this is... I had to talk to the president for... T- <laughs> no. But I wanted, yeah. More movies where they're spending money on Matt Damon? But this time Matt Damon's trying to save the world, not the world trying to save, save Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. <laughs> He's giving back now. So many movies try to save Matt Damon. But I think he does a really good job... He's great. ...of being, like, doing serious roles... At times, and yes, when he does comedy roles, he's still pretty good. I, I love his turn as Loki. Yeah, still my favorite Kevin which, Smith movie. Which one? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that got a little harder. <laughs> Both. <laughs> the actual he has, Loki. He has played two Lokis. <laughs> yes. And they talk about that in. Is James Tyrell and James Tyrell Bob's reboot? Is like yeah, a reboot. Yeah. yeah. He was like, I was Loki. The Loki. other Loki. I was Loki, Loki before. before Loki. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but like, yeah, he he's great in that one, and I I just I think he's a good, he's a great actor, and he, he can do and these. It, it's it's been a while since we've seen him seen him in something super serious because even The Martian wasn't no. very serious. Like even the Golden Globes put it as a musical or comedy. Um, but do you know what I mean? Like. Um, like Townsend, Mr. Ripley, and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. he was so good in those movies. Goodwill Hunting. Um, yeah, Goodwill Hunting. So, yeah. So, Mr. Matt Damon. Okay, awesome. We actually have time for Matt Damon. <laughs> yes, we're not Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Favorite, like longest running joke ever of that. And I never even watched the Jimmy Kimmel show. I no, just always knew. knew about that joke. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we don't have time for Matt Damon tonight. God damn it! Yeah. I <laughs> still think that. For me, the the best part of that joke was when Ben Affleck came out with the big trench coat on. Mm-hmm. He was like, because he was playing Batman at the time. He's like, oh yeah, once you stop working out, it's just you gain all the weight back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he opens his coat, and Matt Damon's like strapped to his chest, and it's just like that's a funny joke. That's awesome. Ben Affleck walked out there with a grown ass man strapped to his chest <laughs> and looked fine. <laughs> Like, this is our Batman. <laughs> so I think one of the best one was when Matt Damon took over the Jimmy Kimmel show and Jimmy Kimmel was tied to a chair in the background yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But yes. Okay. I went a little different. Um, oh, no. I went with Julianne Moore. I can see it. Um, she, she has always done that. Not always, but like whenever she does that really super serious, like, uh, character, it's it's so well done. She's such a very very talented actress. Um, not many women could pull off Clarice Starling. Uh, she and um, Jodie Foster are a few. Um, I was gonna be like, how would you not remember Jodie Foster? Because I was gonna throw. I, something I knew at it, you. but it just my my brain didn't get it to my tongue in time. Um, so yeah, like I think, I think she's a great great talented actress and i love seeing her in super serious things like this and i yeah. look up what the she's also in one of my absolute favorite science fiction movies children of men i know she dies early in that movie but i absolutely love that spoilers. film spoilers i don't care what, what do you think about like her years old the kingsman the golden circle yeah but she's that's that, poppy that's a comedy like i know she's okay as comedies but like when she does serious stuff she's always very very 
Oh yeah, when she's right. serious, she. That's the thing. Like she does serious super well. Yeah. I don't think she does comedy as well. I don't know. I Big Lebowski, I she was pretty good in, but mm. she played a, a straight person in that. She wasn't like funny. Yeah. The only <laughs> funny thing in that was the situations, and then obviously, you know. Uh, she, with Jeff Bridges' character. She was in a movie that I really wanted to do, but you still won't let me do. Which one? A Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, next? Next. Yeah, because it's not great, that old. Great premise. No, it, it's old. It's not that old. 2007. That's not that old. We've tried to avoid anything in the 2000s as best we can. That's 15 years ago. <laughs> it's also a terrible movie. <laughs> It has a good premise. No, it does not. It has a decent premise. No, it doesn't. Shut up. It has Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage with a mullet. Ugh. Okay. Going after... Well, what's... The, oh, shoot, now I'm going to look this up while we're talking. I forgot what movie we're doing next. Um, I forgot, too. I actually don't remember. Because we're gonna, moving on to a new month. Yeah, I'm going to pause this. I'll be right back. And I'm back. Good job. Welcome What'd back. What'd you do in that existential time void of me not being here? Uh, I was looking up stuff. <laughs> that sounded weird. Okay, Chris, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on this podcast and on all podcast-related services on Recasted, so check that out. Uh, you can find me as well on uh, Etsy at the Connect Comic Guy store and Instagram, although I rarely post on there. So better yet, just come check me out on here. Yeah. Where can they find you? Uh, right here. You can Ooh. find Danielle at Fiona Veer on Instagram. So yeah, that's uh, that's it. That's this month, disaster month, wrapped up in a nice tidy bow of crystalline alien structures. We never even talked about what the well the, the virus was. Yeah, well, it wasn't a virus. No, it was an alien. Yeah. We All talked right. about it killing a monkey, and how it freaked us out. Well, because you wanted to know if it actually. Ugh, we're not getting into this <laughs> argument. Okay, well. All right, wait, do we want to we're, say what we're doing we're next We're month? doing something much, much happier next month. What do you think? What do you mean? Yeah. I don't know how many it's of these It's way happier are. than these movies. Uh, I don't There's know. There's no disasters in the next Most month. Most of these movies had good outcomes. That's None of these were like dark endings. Well, except for maybe the Titanic. That was yeah, pretty dark. Titanic. A lot of people died. Not that many. A lot of people died. About like 200. Yeah, a lot of people died at Dante's Peak, too. They burnt the whole town. Yeah, but most of the town got out. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Only a cow probably died in Twister. Mm. Um, anyways, next month. Next month we are doing movies about bands. Mm. So not musicals, but movies about bands. There will be music in some of these movies, but yeah, they're not musicals. So, from all of us here at Recasted. Go watch I Want to Hold Your Hand.